thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Yeah, it is. <laughs> hey, people. I want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio. In case you don't know, I am your sweet and lovable host. Yeah, I am. Stacy Lynn Harp. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Randall's going to try to adjust my camera so that you can see my head. You can see all my white hair. You know, the gray hair. The white hair is the crown of glory, the Bible says. I think that means a couple of things. I think it means, like, it's a crown of glory because you're older and God has given you long life on the earth. And I also think it's because white hair is cool, dude. Just saying. Just had some popcorn. You know how that gets in your teeth and stuff? Their face is giving me signals. <laughs> anyway, hey, how are you guys doing? You having a good day? All right, so today is April Fool's Day. Yeah, it is. And there's some controversy <clears throat> about, about whether or not you should play jokes on people on this day. And I want you to know that our lead story is not a joke. It's actually a true story. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. Now, what is a joke is earlier, I happened to see a post that, that said that Serena Williams is giving up tennis to play pickleball. <laughs> I thought that was funny, actually. <laughs> that would be funny, actually. It'd be good, actually. Come on, people, play pickleball. Because pickleball rocks. Yeah, it does. That's right, people. Wouldn't it be great if Serena actually did play pickleball? I think that'd be so cool. I mean, did you see her with the pickleball dinking it across the net? Probably. Anyway. All right, so this is going to be my last broadcast here in Spring Hill, Tennessee for one whole week. So we should make the best of it. Tomorrow, I'm landing. I'm going to get on an airplane at a very early hour that God created. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and the question is, am I looking forward to it? And the, question, the answer is no, actually. Let's just be honest. I am not... I used to be an early bird, but now I'm really not. I wake up really early. I wake up around between 4 and 4.30 every day. And then my cat likes to decide to wake me up again after like a couple hours. But I am not a fan of getting up early. So why, why, did, I break, why did I book a flight that leaves at 7.30ish? Huh? Can anybody answer that question? <laughs> <laughs> that's insanity but anyway so here's the thing you guys need to pray for me because I'm not a morning person we have a, about an hour drive to the you know to the to the airport first thing in the morning which means I have to get up even earlier and leave really super early to get there yeah Sean you're right it was because it was it was a cheap flight a momentary madness that's pretty much it <laughs> meanwhile I read just a little while ago that Southwest and American Airlines and a couple other people have been, they've had flight delays, which, you know, that's kind of a normal thing. You know, they, they are. And as long as, you know, I don't, you know, have to go anywhere, I'm good, you know. But anyway, so watch Instagram tomorrow. Instagram, follow, follow me here, you know, uh, on Instagram at Bible News Radio. I'll be updating my flight. I will be talking to you. 
Yeah, I will. I will be doing behind the scenes. Well, it's not really behind the scenes. I'll just be like, you'll be getting me through this flight to California. Let's put it that way. I have to change flights. But the cool part about me changing flights is that I don't have to get off the plane. So whoever, you know, whoever's going to be boarding up in Northern California, they're going to have to like, you know, come on our, come on the plane I'm on. So it's a seven hour flight. So I'm going to be renting the TV service so I can, you know, watch whatever junky TV they have on the plane. <clears throat> just so you know, not that you all care, but so just, just curious, put a one if you like to fly on an airplane. I am curious. Put a two if you're like, no way, Jose, I do not want to fly on an airplane <laughs> or anywhere. You like to drive better. Put a one if you like to fly. Put a two if you don't like to fly. <coughs> Excuse me. One, one. Oh, cool. One, one, three. Okay. There's always a wise guy in the, in the, in the crowd. You're not going to play fishdom on the flight. No, I probably will actually. One and a half, two. Okay. So some of you don't like to fly. Hmm. Good to know. Oh, but a lot of you do like to fly. So just pray for me. <laughs> All right, now it's going to be fun. I'm looking for, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to having a week of women and cool meetup meetings and stuff. It's going to, it's going to be interesting. I, you will be interested. I actually am meeting up with one of my friends from high school that I have not seen since I was 15 years old. And I am super excited about that. So yeah, Mia, my superhero paramedic, she likes to fly in helicopters. I get that. Yeah. You haven't since 9-11. I get that too. But you know what? My shoes, I can slip them on. I can slip them off. Yeah, I can. The only thing that irritates me, to be honest, about flying these days, there's two things. Number one, you can't bring on like a bottle of water. Like if you, like if I brought this like from my house, if I filled it up with regular water and I brought it on, there's a thing. They're like, no, you got to throw your water away. How we know it's not an explosive and I'm like drinking it, you know? What do you think? You know, that that part irritates me. Also, what, the other thing that irritates me is, is just people who are weird. Like, I actually had um, <clears throat> my sister-in-law, who is a expert traveler, she gave me a tip. She said, I probably shouldn't share this tip with you, but she, <laughs> she said, what you should do is like when you, when you fly on Southwest, you get to pick your seat, right? You don't have, you don't have assigned seating. You get assigned boarding, but you don't have assigned seating. So she said what she always did was she would get on the plane and she would sit wherever she was and she'd get her luggage. She put it in the middle seat right there. And sometimes she'd wear a mask to cover her face. So people thought she was sick. <clears throat> so people would be <laughs> more inclined not to sit next to her. <laughs> Ooh, I should do that. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought, has anybody else ever done that? So I actually tried it. I took my sister-in-law's advice on one of the last flights I went on. I did the exact same thing, except minus the mask. I actually didn't do the mask, you know. But I put my bag next to, you know, in the middle, you know, seat. And some person, some smart aleck person had to come over and ask me, is that seat taken? And I, you know, because I don't want to lie, of course I didn't say, you know, of course I said, no, it's not taken. I was just sitting my bag there so you wouldn't want to sit there so I could have this whole row to myself, you know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, I remember my first airline flight. I was seven years old. It was American Airlines way back in the day. It was 1976, July, July 11th, 1976. I remember it. And the pilot gave me some like little wings, you know, and this was back in the day when, when airlines gave you peanuts and stuff, they didn't care if you had a peanut allergy or whatever. They just like threw peanuts at you like you're an elephant, you know, trying to trying to catch them. Anybody want peanuts? Yeah, hear me. Everybody's trunk came up. <sighs> Yeah, I want some. People would be like, can I have more than one pack? Is that legal? And American Airlines used to be so cool. They'd be like, yeah, you can have three, three packs. There you go. You know, pretty soon everybody's doing the elephant roar. 
Okay, I'm kidding about the elephant thing, but that's that was supposed to be funny. Just was, ah, oh, wow. You just flew for the first time? Yeah, flying is kind of fun. I like, you know, the fun part is, is going up. Like, you're like, like you're holding yourself back, right? The, the scary part is landing, but it goes boom. As long as it doesn't crash, I'm good with it. Right? <laughs> All right, well, enough of that. So let's get into, uh, do you want to say hi, Bearface? Do you want to say hi to anybody? Do you want to uh, say hi to everybody? Are we sure, on I will. Twitch? Yeah, I will say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. And especially to Josephine out there on YouTube. Wow, Josephine. Hey, Josephine. And she's saying that uh, the Christian order paid $55,000 is in her city, Vancouver. Oh, it BC, is. So. Awesome. And Jeff says, Jeff R says, Hi, Stacy, over there on YouTube. Aw. Our YouTube family is growing. Thank you for watching on YouTube, you people. Oh. You get hearts. All right. And let's see here. Yeah, it does. Yeah, if it crashes, I'll be in heaven. You're right. So this could be the last episode of the show. So you better, better enjoy it, people. Wouldn't that be horrible if it was? <laughs> It'd be horrible for you all. I'd be like, Hallelujah. We will dance on the streets that are golden. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Would I continue to do the program? I don't know. Probably not right away. You know, yeah, I would hopefully. take some time off. <laughs> Check one, two. Is this thing on? I guess yeah, do you want is. me to turn your volume up? Hey, yeah. That, that good. better? So it's, it matches yours anyway. The Apocalypse the Bible News Radio. Now, how can I get on your program? Well, you have to be somebody I want to talk to. That's one criteria. Um, if I don't like you, forget it. I ain't going to have you on my show. Annie's there. Hi, Annie. Um, you know, you, the best way to get on my program is to watch the show. Make sure you want to come on the show. Cause you know, there's some people I actually just had a cancellation of uh, somebody I met. I actually graciously invited her on my show. And after reviewing the content of my show, she said it's quote too political and she doesn't want to come on. I'm like, okay, whatever. Your loss. Your book would be great for my audience, and a whole bunch of you guys would probably buy it. That's why I asked her on, because I thought you guys would like really like her book. But, you know, some people don't want to do that. So I'm like, whatever. I don't care. Not anyway, anyway, so if you have a press release or a product, then the best thing to do is email me through um, my website, BibleNewsRadio.com. Just submit it through the form. Send me a press release or tell me the topic you want to talk about. And, um, and then I'll look at it and if it's something that interests me and I think will actually benefit our audience, then I'll put you on, you know, if not, then, you know, I won't. It's that simple. I have no lack of, of guests. I mean, that's not a problem for the show here. I choose when I'm doing a show like this, I'm choosing to, I, I can book a guest every day on this show. So everything is political, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think what it is, hey, Silver Fox, the one Silver Fox has just said hi over on Twitch. Our one lone viewer on Twitch. Hey, it's just for you, you. Glad you're there. Um, you know, the, my show isn't political at all, actually. My show is biblical. What we do is we look at the news. I guess all news is political, right? Well, whatever. We look at the news of the day and we we line it up with God's word and we especially focus on the social issues, which frankly bug a lot of people. Okay. I mean, let's just say it. A lot of people don't want to talk about homosexuality and the agenda. They also don't want to talk about abortion. They don't want to talk about a whole bunch of stuff that frankly impacts you as a Christian. Well, how does it impact me as a Christian? I'm just minding my own business, reading my Bible, my King James. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I was just, uh, what do you call, um, channeling Tina the Tiny Termite from before many years ago when Tina the Tiny Termite was trapped inside my answering machine. But that's a story for another day. Okay, anyway, let's, <laughs> let's look at the news story. This show here is actually brought to you in part by LifeSite News' website because that's where we're getting most of our news today. But LifeSite News is not paying us anything, just so you know. All right, so this says court orders Christian to pay $55,000 to a trans politician for calling him... <gasps> A biological male. <gasps> I know. <laughs> Can you believe that? Okay, anyway, it says here, a BC, also known as British Columbia, 
Human's Right Tribunal has ruled that a Christian activist discriminated against a man who claims to be, quote, female, unquote, by distributing flyers that referred to the man who was running for political office at the time as a biological male. Now, this happened in Canada, which is about this much further ahead when it comes to Christian persecution of Christians there than us. The court ruled for transgender activist Morgan Ogre, born Ronan Ogre, and against Christian activist Bill Walcott, by the way, I can tell you a little bit about Bill, by declaring it's discriminatory not to accept transgender people as the gender they claim to be. In a 104-page ruling... Why didn't they, like, make it even 110? I mean, 104 is even, but, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Released Wednesday, you can read the full ruling below, the tribunal further declared there's no room for any public debate in the matter, according to the Vancouver Star. So there's no soup for you. <laughs> I think Canada is out of order, people. I declare this right here, and I do say there's room for a public debate. Just saying, people. All right. Anyway, it says here, the tribunal also ordered Watcott to pay Ogre $35,000 in compensation for injury to his dignity, feelings, and self-respect, and an additional 20000 to Ogre for Walcott's alleged improper conduct during and before the hearings it reported. Oh, brother. Walcott, 52, described the tribunal hearing as a kangaroo show trial, and he said he's not surprised by the decision. Jesus Christ is still Lord, and he will come again. I put my hope into that, he told LifeSite News. John Carpe, president of the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom, which intervened in the case, decried the ruling as harming democracy. Yeah, just so you know. The Supreme Court of Canada has long held that freedom of expression is the lifeblood of democracy, Carpe said in a press release. Society is full of people with diverse views, and the tribunal's decision undermines the foundational principles of the free society and jeopardizes the health of Canada's uh, democracy, he said. Ogre, who is vice president of the BCNDP... New Democratic Party. Thank you, Bareface. Launched a discrimination complaint against Wacott after the Christian activist distributed flyers in Vancouver, Faults Creek Riding, in 2017 when Ogre was running as... MLA for the BC NDP. A uh, member of uh, the Legislative Assembly. What would I do without Bareface? Anyway, what Wacott's flyer asserted Ogre, quote, is a biological male who has remained himself Morgan Ogre after he embraced the transvestite lifestyle, unquote, and can be found here. It's linked. Yeah, we can show it later. The flyer also stated that those who promote falsehoods like the NDP and BC's major media do so to their eternal peril. Ogre, who, or Ogre, Ogre. <laughs> Oger, I don't know. Oger, I don't know. Anyway, who narrowly lost to a former Vancouver mayor alleged the flyer was discriminatory and exposed him to hatred and contempt under Section 7 of British Columbia's Human Rights Code. In a December 11th, to 14 hearing the JCCF and the Canadian Associate for Free Association for Free Expression intervened on Wacott's behalf while West Coast Leaf LEAF and the BC Teachers Federation intervened or uh, Ogre or Odger <laughs> don't know how to say that anyway Watcott's lawyer, Dr. Charles Lugosi, intended to give evidence that Ogre was, in fact, a biological male as a defense. Tribunal Judge Devin Cousinowo, say it with conviction. Cousinowo. However, ruled, quote, the truth of the statements in the flyer is not a defense. Therefore, to the extent that Mr. Wacott intends to call witnesses to establish the truth of his impugned publications, the evidence is simply not relevant to the legal issue and will not be heard by this tribunal, she wrote. Lugosi also argued Watcott's charter rights of free speech and religion allowed him to express his views. A summary of Lugosi's, or however you say that, legal defense of Watcott can be found here. The tribunal, which was composed of lawyers, Cousineau, Diana Jurasevic, and Norman Tree Rice disagreed. And I know I'm totally butchering their names, people. I get it. Try doing this job. You know, it's, 
I make it look easier than it is. It really is hard. I'm like, what? This is like so hard to say these names. The ruling penned by Cosinino declared <laughs> that even questioning transgenderism is discriminatory. How dare you? The proposition that we should continue to debate and deny the existence of trans people is at the root of the prejudice and stereotypes that continue to oppress them. It rests on the persistent belief held by people like Mr. Walcott that a person's genitals are the essential de determinant of their sex and therefore gender. How about every cell in their body? Yeah. The result of this belief is to necessarily cast transgender people as either deceivers or pretenders, she wrote. Okay, so for millennial, for, for millennia, for thousands of years, we've looked like when the baby's born, you look at the baby and it's naked, you know, and you look down and to see if it's a boy or a girl, you know, what body part it has, that's how you identify gender, duh. I mean, hello. Well, that that was in the old days. That was, <laughs> that was we 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 were more we're more techn technologically advanced now, where it, it doesn't, you know, the genitalia or the DNA in every cell, you know, the chromosomes in, in every cell of the body are no longer determiner. It's it's a it's an immaterial thing that determines whether someone is male or female. It's a subjective immaterial thing. Madonna might say, we're living in a material, we're in an immaterial world. Yeah, it's, it's an immaterial, <laughs> subjective, <laughs> dynamic uh, thing that cannot be tested or determined in any scientific way that determines, that determines gender now. Because yeah, we're, we're more advanced. I'm so not going to read the rest of this article just because it's stupid. <clears throat> this whole story is stupid, people. I mean, really. I mean, it's it's unjust. And I have to tell you, Bill Walcott, who has been on the forefront up there in Canada, this guy is an activist. And I have to tell you, my friend Peter LaBarbera from Americans for Truth About Homosexuality actually got arrested with Bill when he was in Canada. They were actually on a college campus um, trying to share the gospel with homosexual people. And ended up Peter, just by virtue of standing there, agreeing with Bill, got his butt hauled off to jail in Canada. And, you know, I hate to say it, but that type of religious intolerance in Canada is, it, it happens here in America, too. Um, it happens on the Internet. This show, my, my, this show is, is like censored often. Right. I mean, I can't. Part of the reason I took it off Facebook is because what point was it to be on Facebook? Right. I mean, I have my other stuff over there. By the way, you can join my daily disciples group, which God is blessing and it's growing. You can go there. You can share, you know, stuff in my group and stuff. But as far as live streaming my show there, it's pointless. It honestly is really honestly pointless to live stream Bible News Radio on Facebook because they won't let us like pay to promote it. In many cases, not all cases, but in many cases. And on YouTube, my friend's shows are being censored as well. And this, well, so far this hasn't, but I'm pretty sure my tweets, many of them have been shadow banned, you know? <laughs> so it's like, whatever. And actually, I'm going to read the second story to you. I want you. Well, Go ahead. Before we get away from this one, I want to okay. call attention to the flyer in question. Well, okay. the not in question, in judgment, actually, the flyer in judgment. It was this flyer that uh, ended up in the $55,000 fine. Okay, so you want to show a picture of it? Yeah, I don't know if this is really, the. it's just the text of the flyer. Uh, it was mm -hmm. posted on uh, Bill Watcott's own um, website, and he puts it like in a post, and this is mm -hmm. beginning to flyer, end of flyer. But... I'll just bring it up here. Um, oh, it has Walt Heyer on it. Yeah, it has Walt Heyer on it. Okay. Let me, um, so Walt Heyer, if you guys don't know, um, was a, well, he is a man who dressed up and, and had surgery to, quote, pretend to be a girl um, for many years. And anyway, God saved him, and, and now he's living the way that God intended. Yeah, and, and Bill makes mention of that in the mm -hmm. flyer. So Walt is the... 
the one on the right with the white hair. Yeah, can I? I can't see who the other one is. It's it's the uh, oh, it's the... the the person in question. Oh, gotcha. So that's yeah. the male. Okay. Yeah, the biological male. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway, and he mentions that that's Ronan Oger, whatever picture left, a biological <laughs> male who has renamed himself Morgan after he embraced the transvestite lifestyle. This is on the right. It's mm -hmm. it's Walt Heyer, who lived as a transvest transvestite for eight years, cut off his penis, and injected himself with female hormones in an effort to dilute, to dilute himself and everyone around him, thinking he was a female. Walt repented of his sin claimed his God-given male identity, and is now living as a born-again Christian, helping others to avoid the mistake he made of embracing transgender propaganda and trying to live a lie that he was a different gender from the one God made him, speaking of Walt Heyer. So he writes, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but Bill wrote in this flyer, he says, I am writing this flyer, this election, to share my concern that Ronan is a big fat... No, he, he said, this election to share my concern about the promotion and growth of homosexuality and transvesticism in British Columbia and how it is obscuring the immutable truth about God-given gender. gender. And, and he talks about... Um, just that what transgenderism is and um and the um you know those who embrace the transvestite and homosexual lifestyle put themselves at greatly increased risk of diseases and names those and and it's really a flyer about um homosexuality and transgender oh. transgenderism and and from his point of view that it's that it doesn't line up with the truth of God's word that, that gender is God given and that no amount of surgery hormones or anything like that no amount of cosmetic surgery fake hormones or media propaganda is going to be able to change these facts and and the case in point given the, the description of the photographs and 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 one paragraph to the Ronin slash Morgan who was running, you know, in in the election, and the rest of it is dedicated to his concern about the promotion and growth of homosexuality and transvesticism in British Columbia. Yeah, and there's just kind of like a case in point. Here's this person running for office. As it wasn't directed wasn't directed at the biological male it wasn't you know any kind of a hit piece or slander or um hmm. you know uh libel kind of you know falsehoods or you know, don't vote for this person because this person is a a scoundrel and a you know whatever it's in the title is transgenderism versus truth in vancouver Hyphen False Creek. False Creek is a so like a suburb of Vancouver. Anyway, so Papa Bear Alaska said the enemy is causing gender confusion to kill the family and potential heritage. Indeed, I I agree, and and I and I also you know you know it it's sad. It really is sad. You know, I was talking to my old teacher who is I've been really good friends with since I was 15 years old and I was talking to her this morning and she was telling me that she one of the things that she's very heartened by encouraged by is that the younger generation is actually starting to go to church and I am too I mean people are bagging on millennials left and right but I but you know what millennials are looking for the truth and if you if you want to reach out to that demographic then be honest, be, be authentic, be genuine. You know, they've been so indoctrinated with liberal brainwashing media that, you know, they're like, no, nah, this isn't, this isn't right. There's something wrong here. You know, people want you to tell them the truth. Those who decide though to live in a lie, they get threatened by people that tell them the truth. And unfortunately, that's a lot of people who go to church and who are, quote, church goers, but not necessarily Christ followers. There's a huge difference. Right. So. So, yeah, I mean, it's really sad when 
biological reality is considered hate speech and you're fined for it because you dare to tell somebody, uh, well, no, actually, <laughs> you know, it's, if somebody told me 30 years ago that this is what society would be like I, today, I would have thought they were nuts, honestly. I look at my dad, I see my dad who's 90, almost 91, and I think, oh my gosh, um, what must he think living 90 years of life from when he was working in a farm to now? You know what I mean? It's it's absolutely insane. So, yeah. So, Papa Bear says, I'm going to love the focus of your book. I am, probably, because, well, because you're an awesome guy. What can I say? <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see what else we got here. NB tweeters, I'm disappointed that my church has 550 members but are losing the younger crowd. Jeannie says it gets worse daily. What will my church become? Well, that's the thing, you know, um, the purpose-driven, seeker-sensitive movement really kind of messed up the evangelical church in America. I mean, it really did. Because when you, when you, when Bill Hybels and Rick Warren and those guys started to focus everything on the so-called seeker, trying to get people to come into the church so that those who are seeking to find God and truth, that they would come in, they actually changed the worship style. You know, they changed the message, stop preaching the Bible. Let's do one line, fill in the blank things. When they started doing that and making it like going to McDonald's, you know, cookie cutter Christianity, it's like, this is what you get when you go to this type of church. That's why it's duplicatable. These churches, like if you go to one vineyard or one Calvary Chapel or one whatever, you know, it's all the same. It's duplicatable. Doesn't mean it's biblical though. And Bill Hybels has even admitted that what he did was wrong and, and it was a bad thing for the church. And it really is. The, the 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 worship music just as an example and I could go off on this for a long time but I don't want to because I got two other stories that I share with you but there when I first became a Christian in the, in the 80s and a lot of you guys are have were born again in the same time period I was that's when the the praise Jesus movement music came in right you know the whole vineyard classic worship songs and all that stuff came in but it but the worship music and how it made us feel became such the emphasis that people would have these worship wars. Well, I don't want to go to that church because I don't like their worship. I don't want to go there because they don't lift hands. I don't, I mean, it, ugh. you know, and then the old traditional folks who are like in their seventies and eighties now, they'd be like, Hey, I want a hymn that has some theological substance, you know, up from the grave he arose. Now I'm a, you know, now I'm one of those women, you know, who, <laughs> Give me a hymn, people, you know, or just put it to jazzier news, new music. But anyway, I mean, so the church became really focused on us instead of the Lord, you know, and it grew because we were so, became so self-centered instead of Christ-centered. Not that, that is what upsets people, right? So, I mean, yesterday, in fact, Randall and I, we actually became members of the Baptist church. <laughs> here where I live. And it's hilarious to me because I'm the last person that I think would have ever joined a Baptist church. Um, but the reason I did it uh, is because the pastor of this church is an actual shepherd. He's not like a hireling. He's not a guy that, you know, is going to cave under the gay agenda or, you know, anything that's going to come. He's going to stand firm when it comes to the church being biblical. And I even asked him point blank. I said, what happens if the SBC goes, goes gay or pro-Islam or whatever? What are you going to do? He said, we're taking the church out of it. I'm like, all right, I'm in. Count me in, brother. You know, so anyway. You came on, so I don't know if you want to say something. Um, no, not really. <sighs> okay. Yeah, as you were. All right. So let's get to this next story, because speaking of censorship, how many of you guys saw the movie Unplanned over the weekend? Just curious. It just released on the 29th in theaters nationwide. Um, and, of course, this is, um, I haven't seen it yet. I'm probably going to see it with a friend after I get back. But, um. This article on the Christian Post is titled Unplanned Makes Twice the Expected Box Office Sales Despite Social Media Censorship. Um, this is amazing, too, when you think about it. 
Um, the pro-life movie Unplanned earned double the box office sales expected for its opening weekend, even while dealing with apparent censorship on social media. Based on the life of Abby Johnson, a former Planned Parenthood clinic worker turned anti-abortion activist, read pro-life activist, the movie ranked raked in approximately $6.1 million over the weekend. This was twice the expected ticket sales and makes Unplanned the third biggest opening weekend film by Pure Flix behind 2014's God's Not Dead, $9.2 million, and 2016's God's Not Dead 2, which I thought was better than one, by the way, just my opinion. Dead- Deadline Hollywood labeled the success of the pro-life film remarkable since the movie was rated R and was not able to run ads on most of the major cable networks. Pure Flix CEO Michael Scott said in a statement released Sunday that his company was very happy for the success of this film. To bring the story of Abby Johnson to audiences and have them show up in such large numbers shows how the topic of abortion is so important to bring to audience, stated Scott, as reported by The Wrap. We hope that those on both sides of the debate will see unplanned and begin to, to have their own dialogue. This film can be that sp- this film can be that spark to bring more hearts and minds to understanding the value of life. The unplanned film's success also came as it dealt with issues on Twitter. The popular social media site briefly suspended the account, reportedly because of it being linked to a different account that had violated the website's rules. Twitter restored the film's account soon after in response to extensive outcry from other users. Chuck Konzelman, co-director and co-writer of the movie, said the suspension was a sad state of affairs. Whether this was was an executive decision by Twitter or a reaction by Twitter to complaints from those opposed to the pro-life viewpoint, either reason is unacceptable. Fortunately, the uproar in our defense was loud and fast in coming. Our account has since been reinstated, thanks to all who have rallied for our defense. Further issues with Twitter continued with the production and its allies noting a sudden unexplained decrease in the following numbers for the unplanned account. Yeah. The 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 the, the at unplanned movie account just dropped from from 170,000 followers to 25.5,000 followers in the last hour. What one what, hour. It, yeah. In the last hour. What is going on at Jack at Twitter? Tweeted notable pro-life activist Lila Rose on Sunday evening. You go girl. <laughs> I love her. Uh, The issue also appeared to be resolved on Monday morning when the unplanned account noting that their following list had been shot back up to over 200,000. Who else is watching Twitter like a hawk? Thanks to you who noticed Twitter pitching them off our... Pitching them off our follower list. It looks like we're back to normal and up to almost 200,000. Tweeted the movie's official account. Yeah. But you know what? See, here's the thing. The darkness does not like the light exposing the darkness. And um, one of my friends in my Daily Disciples group actually posted an article written by a pro-choicer who actually went and saw the movie Unplanned. And the outcome of that person uh, who supports Planned Parenthood actually seeing this movie, she admitted in the article that she cried during the movie, that her heartstrings were pulled, that she left the film thinking differently about the issue. She said she wasn't, you know, she even prayed um, you know, during the movie. Um, but she was still not real sure about if she really wanted to be pro-life per se, but at the same time was wanted, she urged her pro-life or pro-choice followers to actually go see the movie so that they can make a decision for themselves. And I thought, there you go. That is somebody who's using their brain and who is trying to exude actual tolerance. Here's one point of view. Here's another. Right. I love personally as a Christian, I love seeing opposite points of view because it just sharpens my my apologetic and it helps me to go. Ah, oh, oh, so that's what they think, huh? That's why I give you the source material for the activist sites that we talk about. I'm like, OK, this site said that this is what the Bible says. They said this in their conference. This is what the Bible says. Just so you know, what are you going to weigh it against? Right. That's what the show is about. It's not political. It's actually a worldview show. That's what we do. Maybe we're not serious enough. I don't know. I mean, I do have a gavel, you know. Can't get much more serious than that, huh? (laughs) Anyway, so there's that good news. I also um, wanted to share with you another good news story for my old boss, Dr. James Dobson. Uh, Dr. James Dobson is the founder of Focus on the Family many years ago in the early, 
well, actually mid-90s, I actually worked there. No, early 90s, early 1990s. I worked at Focus on the Family. Yeah, I did, that hate group. Uh, <laughs> I actually worked at Focus on the Family for over three years. And uh, um, anyway, and so here, LifeSite News is reporting, victory judge sides with Dr. James Dobson against Obamacare abort-efficient mandate. Yeah, this is awesome. This is good news. Okay, so this was um, March 29th. Ninth, social conservative leader. <laughs> I love it. Social conservative. Let's not say Christian. We don't want to do that. At least that. they didn't call him reverend. Or... Uh, I know, right? He, everybody always calls Dr. Dobson a reverend, but he's not. Anyway, social conservative leader Dr. James Dobson will not be forced to ensure abortion-inducing contraceptives through his nonprofit organization, a federal judge ruled this week. For five years, Dobson has been fighting the so-called Affordable Care Acts, better known as Obamacare mandate, for employers to cover abortion-inducing drugs in their insurance plans. The Colorado Springs Gazette reported he won a temporary injunction in 2014, but the case went, went on until this week when U.S. District Judge Robert Blackburn issued a permanent injunction on behalf of the El Paso-based El Paso Dr. James Dobson Family Institute and Family Talk Radio Show. El Paso. Did they move to El Paso? All right. My other loop. Did Dr. James Dobson move to Texas? I don't know. Maybe there's an El Paso in Colorado. Really? I thought they were in Colorado. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the plaintiffs face potential irreparable harm in the form of violation of their rights under RFRA, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Unless an injunction is issued, Blackburn wrote, the threatened in injury to the plaintiffs outweighs the harm. The injunction may cause the opposing parties relevantly. The defendants have not identified or cited any such harm. Specifically, the ruling exempts Dobson from having to subsidize devices, procedures, or related education and counseling that may destroy human life after fertilization of the egg of a mother, either before or after the implantation of a fertilized egg in the uterus of its mother. The assault on religious freedom launched against us and those who share our values has finally been repelled, Dobson said in a statement. CBN News reported, we are grateful to God and to our supporters for standing with us as we fought for all those like us. Because of this ruling, every religious institution, not just ours, has greater legal standing to combat the threats of extinction unless they provide a health plan that includes abortion-inducing drugs, he continued. In addition, precedents are now set in the law that will make it much harder for governments, whether federal, state, or local, to attempt to so brazenly disregard our religious liberties in the future. Yet, it is still true that the price of liberty is determined by vigilance. Pro-lifers hoped Obamacare's infringements on their freedom of conscience would end with Donald Trump's election to the White House. But while the current president has taken several actions to protect religious liberty and specifically provide relief from the contraception mandate, in January, two federal judges issued injunctions keeping the mandate alive. But pro-lifers hope this latest ruling will help change the current legal precedent. Did I say that right? Yeah. Religious organizations have the freedom to peacefully operate according to their beliefs without the threat of punishment by the government. Tuesday's order fully affirms that freedom, said Gregory Baylor, senior counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom, which represented Dobson, adding that Dobson's ministry is no longer required to fill out forms authorizing coverage for abortion-inducing drugs. Okay? And that's it. I'm not going to read the rest because it's pretty much over. One thing I can tell you about Dr. Jim Dobson, Dr. James Dobson, his friends call him Jim, is that out of every Christian leader that I've ever met and or worked for on the Christian right, Dr. James Dobson is by far the one with the most integrity and, um, and backbone. I'm going to tell you something. That man is a believer. He is not somebody who um, is in it for the money, and he is, he's the real deal. He is actually the real deal, which is, which is really nice to know, right? Him and Shirley are, are awesome people. And I have to tell you that he is never, ever, 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 ever compromised on the life issue, <clears throat> ever. So if you ever want to give any money to Dr. James Dobson or his, his ministry, go for it, because they, they use it right, 
Uh, he doesn't compromise. He stands up where he needs to. And, um, you know, he's the most man of integrity. True story. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so let's see here. All right, let me go ahead here and see if there's any other comments. So say hi to everybody over on Twitch. I don't know who you are unless you say hi in the chat room. So if you want to say hi, let me know you're in there. Say hi, I'm in here. Uh, then I know it's you. And also, again, hi to everybody on Facebook. And Well, no, you're not on Facebook. Facebook. No. <laughs> you're watching on the replay because we put our YouTube video on Facebook. Anyway, um, all that. So um, I also have to tell you that, um, you know, I want to thank you all for supporting our show. You can do that a number of different ways. If you want to support our sponsor, Ariel Ministries, uh, we highly encourage you to go over to ariel.org right there. This is a great ministry. They offer intensive Bible teaching from a Messianic Jewish perspective. Yeah, they do. Um, and we have a, uh, a new book by Dr. Fruchtenbaum, Arnold Fruchtenbaum. It's called The Feast and Fasts of Israel, which is hard to say, actually. But it's the feasts and fasts, <laughs> fasts of Israel. <laughs> the, the buy now button isn't working. It's not? Okay, well, uh, hopefully you can get it to work. But anyway, if you go there, you can get that book. I highly encourage it. Use the coupon code BIBLENEWS when you do. You'll save 20%, okay? We're the only place that I know of that gives them, um, you get a discount there, okay? So support Ariel. They support us. Super awesome ministry, biblical ministry that's actually not going to lead you astray in any way. Okay, just so you know. Um, also, if you want to donate to our show, uh, Bible News Radio, you can do that through our website, BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. My friend Tommy Norman donated recently. I totally appreciated that last week. She gave us some money. So it's so cool when fellow Periscopers donate to one another's ministries. Um, you know, but we need help. So if you are getting blessed and you haven't donated yet, please do. Doesn't matter how much. Just feel free. Just give us whatever you can. As God leads you, people. <laughs> All right. Also, last but not least, uh, if you want to become a member of Legal Shield or get yourself covered with Legal Shield or identity theft protection with ID Shield, then feel free to go ahead and go over to this website, bit.ly forward slash LOJ 2019 and or just contact me directly. I actually had a meeting with somebody this morning, shared with them the opportunity and how uh, Legal Shield can protect them and you can get a new will and a whole bunch of other stuff and also get your identity theft protection, which in this day and age you definitely need. At the very least, you need that. Uh, and if you want to become an associate, and make some money like I am on the side, then also talk to me about that. And I'll tell you how to do it. I can tell you the national or international convention of Legal Shield just ended and they made it way easier to get money this time. And I am happy to announce and share for the first time ever on this show that when I talked to associate services this morning to figure out what level I was at, that they told me I am under $300 away from earning my senior manager status with this company, which means I'm halfway up the commission structure in less than a year. Um, so those of you who have um, helped me out and become, you know, you covered yourself, but it also helps us out. You know what? Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, because this is an awesome company. It really is. And um, what we do matters with Legal Shield because we're offering a service that helps people. And it's affordable. It's a, it's a subscription program like Netflix, right? I mean, you, a lot of you guys have Netflix or Hulu or whatever. You pay a monthly fee for that service. Well, that's all Legal Shield is. You pay a minimal fee of $24.95 a month to get access to attorneys, a whole law firm that can help you with unlimited, you know, phone call calls and a whole bunch of other stuff. You get legal assistance. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help you guys realize you have more power than you know. And if you don't know your rights, you don't, you don't have any rights. Okay. And there's a lot of injustice in this world. And, um, you know, and unfortunately we live in a day and age where customer service is horrible. And so a lot of the stuff we deal with just in customer service, it's sad that you have to go, okay, 
here's a letter from my lawyer. Let's let's have them deal with it. You know, I mean, it's just it it's sad. It's just sad. But you know what? Lawyers always, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I need a lawyer if I did something wrong. No, you need a lawyer to protect you. Not if you did something wrong. The rich people have lawyers. I mean, if you're super rich, you got a lawyer. Okay, this brings that ability to the normal person, to the regular person. And then the same thing with ID Shield. With all the data breaches out there, um, you need you need identity theft monitoring protection. And the thing that makes ours the best, in my opinion, and other people's too, is that we offer full comprehensive restoration with our service and nobody else does. Um, and we also um, cover it. We cover a whole family for 25 bucks, up to eight kids under 18 as well. And, you know, you have it right there in the palm of your hand, literally on your mobile app. And we have member perks that go with it. And we give you an ID Shield Vault password protector. That's free. Some people will pay 25 bucks a month just for that service with other companies. So your, your member perks actually pay for the membership. And I can tell you in less than a year, me and Randall have saved about $900. I saved 86 bucks on my rental car. Okay. I was, I was telling somebody that the other day that literally I saved 86 bucks on my rental car in California because I use my member perks. That 86 bucks is three months, three and a half months of my Legal Shield membership paid for right there. So uh, if you haven't gotten it yet and you want to, get in touch with me and we'll get you set up. All right. But if you get in touch with me on tomorrow, it might be later in the day before I get back to you. Just so you know. Okay. All right, Bareface, do you have anything else we can add? Did I get everything? Does anybody have any questions? Should I go back and see if anybody says anything? important <laughs> okay i'm looking well, through the comments there's a lot of different conversation going on yeah well going back several minutes uh when jdf was coming over on youtube oh jdf's there hey buddy. He basically said so in canada feelings are more important than facts oh boy he said that canada is a lesson for the usa basically what you were saying that if we do as they do we'll get what they get we'll get what they got um yeah and i think it's crazy you know here here in politics even though that one really wasn't politics that uh, bill watcott was just using that as a you know sort of a uh an example of the promotion of homosexuality and transvesticism in british columbia but here, you know, we've seen what's going, continues going, go on in politics, especially at the presidential level. And, you know, the, the things hurled at, at politicians, you know, elected and unelected, uh, some downright, uh, disrespectful, slanderous, you know, and hateful epithets being thrown around on social media and in the media and at large. And, but, you know, whereas uncomfortable, you know, it's allowed because it falls loosely under the First Amendment. Uh, but then, you know, in the Great White North, eh, to the north, uh, <laughs> call someone a biological male, that's... <gasps> That's, you know, uh, inexcusable, um, intolerable, and and worthy of a $55,000 fine. Well, I guess $35,000, $20,000, because they didn't like how he conducted himself in court. Pointing out that one of the justices on the, on the tribunal also referred to the, um, the person, the candidate, as, as, a, as a male. How dare he? He says, hey, look. Look at that. You know, the emperor has no clothes. Even you know, even this guy here just called him what he is, a guy. And it's like, oh, shut your mouth, you know. We can say that. You can't. Well, you know, it's... it's do, do as we say, not as we do. It's it's concerning, you it know. Is. It is. Con it, it's, it is concerning, concerning. That too. I just filled out ways. a job app in the 
WTW, only two genders to pick from. Oh, that's good. Hey. Yeah, you know, it's funny because online, a lot of the things now will give you like another like option. Can you like whatever, like, you know. <laughs> other. Yeah. You know, it's really sad because the, because, you know, t- okay, let's talk about mm-hmm. April Fool's Day. Today's April Fool's Day, right? It is April Fool's Day, right? Uh, a day where people play practical jokes on people, right? Well, I mean, is is that really fun? I mean, lying and deceiving people and tricking them. I mean, look, on, on one hand, you know, some little pranks are fun. I mean, let's admit it. You, you got to have a sense of humor. But the problem is the Bible talks about fools all throughout the book of Proverbs and actually the whole Bible, really. But specifically in the book of Proverbs, it talks about what a fool is, okay? And a fool is somebody who, I mean, in Psalm 14, 1, it says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So a lot of people like to look at April Fool's Day and go, ooh, today's the fool, you know, the atheist day, because the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool is on his way to destruction. And that's not fun for anybody. I mean, if you care about people and you want people to spend eternity with the Lord and not in a fiery brimstone place, you know, where the, where it's hell, literally, um, then we shouldn't be rejoicing in the day. I, I, um, you know, I'm all for having fun, you know, and teasing people because I do it all the time, especially with my husband. But if you want to look at the biblical definition of a fool and you want to look at how fools act, it's nothing to be celebrated. And yet the irony of it all is that when you are a person who's older and you're walking with the Lord, you're supposed to be modeling some prudence and wisdom, you know, and discipline and, and, you know, fearing the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? I mean, to, to be a fool would be to reject God's commands and his word and, and, you know, why would you want to do that? I mean, God is the only God that loves you. You know, he created you. What type of God would he be if he made you to, like, not help you and be a part of your life? I mean, that'd be dumb, you know? I mean, what kind of owner would I be if I adopted my dog and I had nothing to do with him? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, and the Bible talks about how, how a foolish man, how they treat their animals and they treat them poorly and stuff. And it's like, no, God created us to be in communion and fellowship with him. He made us in his image. And that does not make the devil happy. The devil hates humanity. He does. He hates us with a vengeance. Don't ever think that the devil loves you because he don't. He hates you. Yeah, he does. And he does everything that he can to make people destroy who they are as people. Whether it's their self-image, their body through drugs and alcohol and abortion and homosexuality or whatever, you know, whatever. He's out to kill you, destroy you, kill, steal, and destroy from you. But God, he loves you. He created you for his purpose because he loves you, you know. He really loves you, you know. That's the thing. God really loves people. Jesus loves people. Imagine that, right? That's the best news. That's the best news anybody can hear is that this guy, you know, this God, it's not a guy, but this God came down from heaven to earth, literally came through the Virgin Mary, was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born. He existed. You got Jewish historians like Josephus and Tacitus and all these other, Suetonius and all these other historians of that age admitting that this Christ walked the earth. He isn't a fairy tale. He's actually real. And he was crucified. He died on the cross for our sin. And he was sinless, right? That is awesome, you know, because he loved us that much. And then not only that, he rose from the dead after that. That's the part that freaks people out. Because if you really think about it, it is kind of freaky. But he proved it. He rose from the dead after he was crucified then he appeared to over 500 people at one time. There's no such thing as a mass hallucination, by the way. And he ate food, which means he wasn't a spirit. He's actually had a physical body, even though he can go through walls and stuff, which is kind of cool. I'm looking forward to that part. Hey, oh, there's a wall. I could just, you know, that'd be kind of cool, you know. Um, you know, uh, 
he showed himself to a woman first, which is extremely important because in that day and age, the testimony of a woman in that culture was considered invalid in the court of law. So because he did that, not only did he elevate women and lift up women, but it proved it all the more to be true. I mean, it's, it's actually amazing what the gospel is and who Jesus is, right? But it even gets better. After he did all that, he actually commissioned his people to go therefore into all the world and preach this gospel to the ends of the earth. Did he not? And you know what? If somebody didn't share it with me, I would have never known about it. And some of you who are turning into this show, maybe you've never heard that message, but it's true. You know, God appointed me to be alive during this time. He appointed you to be alive during this time to hear the message, right? The good news. Don't reject it. Just accept it. And believe me, your life will change for the better. No real believer's life has ever changed for the worse. But wait, Stacey, I, I know all these Christians being persecuted. Do you know what? The persecuted church is the most joyful church. And if you've ever studied it like I have for like almost a decade, actually really over a decade, um, you know, and, and actually met believers who were really persecuted the way that, you know, we see in hor horrible, horrible ways, that's one thing that you'll see. You'll see a joy and a peace in these believers that you'll never see in a Christian believer in the West ever. True story. Because they have a, a peace, they have a passion, they have a prayer life that we don't have because we choose not to because we have everything provided to us here, you know. And it's interesting, too, because, you know, I'm, I'm going to wrap up saying this. You know, I deal with anxiety. Um, it's anticipatory anxiety. Like tomorrow I'm going to get on a plane. I'm anxious about it. I'm not going to lie about it. <clears throat> but, you know, what's interesting is our culture, especially in the West, Instead of dealing with the gifts and the provision that God has given us through his spirit, you know, to deal with things like anxiety and depression and things like that, we go to pharmacia, you know, pharmakia is the, the Greek word. We go to the meds. Oh, hey, give me some meds, you know, give me some Ativan, give me some Xanax, give me some whatever. We go to that and we medicate instead of meditate on God's word, right? So for me, tomorrow is going to be an interesting day because I don't take meds <laughs> for, for that stuff. And I'm going to be going, okay, Lord, look, <laughs> you know where I'm at. So I just got to trust you here. You know, I'm, I'm doing this. This is like, this is a big deal for me, guys. Just so you know, it's a huge deal for me to do this, but I'm going to do it because I know God wants me there for a reason and I'm going. You know, and, but here's the last thing I want to say. Jesus, when he commissioned his disciples to go out there into all the world and preach the good news, the last thing he did was he ascended into heaven. The same way which he came, he also came back. And the Bible says that he will return in that same manner. And we are right there, right there. We are right there in, in this history. We're in this time block where the rapture of the church could take place at any moment, right? And the second coming could happen like that, right? And yet the scoffers and the mockers, the mockers and scoffers, they'll be like, no, it can't. Uh, didn't you say that Jesus has been returning since 1945? You know, whatever. Yeah, actually people have been probably. But you know what? We're this much closer than we were yesterday. And you know what? I'm looking forward to it, just so you know. I actually, I actually believe that it'll happen in my lifetime. Maybe it won't, but I believe it will. I've believed that since I was in my, in my teens. And, and if I live out a normal lifespan of 80 or whatever years, I might get to see it, get to be a part of it. There has to be a generation, you guys. There has to be. There has to be one generation that gets caught up, you know, really. And there will be, because the Bible is 100% prophecy it's 100% accurate, and it's everything that's been fulfilled accurately so far has come to pass. That is going to come to pass. And this world's going to go, oh my gosh, there was an alien invasion that snatched them all out of the way. But what was the one thing they had in common? Hmm. That would be that they loved Jesus. 
that will be weird, won't it? So anyway, be bold in your faith. Stand up for what you believe and go with God. And that's what I'm going to do. I want to thank you guys for your prayers, especially for tomorrow and the coming week for me. Uh, and uh, I will be on here tomorrow, Lord willing, <laughs> sometime. Um, I don't know. I have to, my flight gets in at 2.30 in California, which is 4.30 here. So Randall will be probably, if he, are, are you planning on doing a show at the same time tomorrow? Without yeah, me? sure. Okay. So Randall's going to be on air when I land. So you'll know when I get there, hopefully, assuming my flight doesn't get delayed or anything like that. And pre please pray it doesn't because that's the worst, you know, sitting there going, uh, I really wish it would get, you know, that's the worst part. It's like doing that. But um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get on air as soon as we can. All right. Let's see. Last comments here. Let's see. Adult coloring books and crafts are calming. No stress. You know what? You're right, Annie. I should bring my coloring book on the plane. <laughs> uh, saved from crack addiction in 93. That is awesome. That is awesome. One glass of wine. Not at 7.30 in the morning. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, okay, let's see here. All right, husband work. Okay. All right, okay. Well, if you guys have any other comments or questions, you guys can just tweet it to me, send it to me, or bareface. You guys know how to get in touch. I mean, it's not that hard. All right, so... Be bold, people. I mean it. Be bold. Stand up. And go with God. Because he loves you. <laughs>